0: Hi, guys. I wanted to let you all know about a new show from Us Weekly, Glam Squad Confidential, which is a brand new podcast presented by Us Weekly's beauty director, Gwen Flamberg, and features yours truly. Every week, Gwen and her fantastic guests will discuss the hottest celebrity street style and red carpet looks and the pros who help make them shine. This week's guest is Bachelor alum Andy Dorfman. So search for Glam Squad Confidential wherever you are listening to your podcast, or go to usmagazine.com podcast for more hello celebrity gossip enthusiasts I'm Travis Cronin and you're listening to us weekly's hot Hollywood podcast I am joined in this virtual studio by the woman most likely salting an eggplant and workout gear miss Gwen Flamberg
1: oh that sounds so sexy cooking yeah. while working out that's neat
0: I wanted to have some sexual undertones. And the woman who's most likely currently floating in an inflatable flamingo, Miss Sarah Huron. Oh, hello, thank
2: you. Coming at you live from the pool, I wish.
0: Wish splash, Sarah Huron. Well. Ladies, today we have a lot of strange news to get into. We have a Fifty Shades of Grey inspired butt tattoo, a pop star whose loneliness is killing me, a Bob Ross forgery scandal, a surprise engagement, couples therapy in lockdown, and an A-lister injured on the set, and the news that the world has welcomed a new teeny Eugenie. But before we get into all of this, let us set some intentions for the day. These intentions are not for us, we're doing fine. But these are for celebrities, things we want them to do more of or less than of. Glenn Flamberg, kick us off and tell us who your intention is for this week.
1: My intention, Trav, is for Kate Hudson. You know how Kate Hudson has, like, a bunch of kids, right? Yeah, three she, like, or four or something? They, I believe there's three. Three different baby daddies. All good. I, my intention for Kate is to keep having kids because... She posted yesterday a video of her youngest, Ronnie, who she had. Is it Ronnie or Ranny? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. I'm going to go with Ronnie.
2: I think it's Ronnie Rose.
1: Yes, that's what I always thought. She posted a picture of adorable Ronnie, her daughter with adorable, adorable Danny Fuch- Fuchikara. Ooh, am I pronouncing that? Yeah, her?
0: yeah. Fuchicara. Close enough. good
1: i think he's hot i think he's super smart he's like one of those guys in hollywood who's like so cerebral and yet also super hot but i digress kate posted a video of ronnie brushing her teeth and my heart melted my ovaries exploded i was like maybe i do need to have a child just to instill like beauty and hygiene wisdom because this kid was so adorable and obviously is going to be gorgeous just like her mama, Kate Hudson.
0: Well, thank you, Kate Hudson, for promoting dental hygiene in an adorable way.
1: But wait, Trav, I have another intention for our listeners. Lay it on me. And it's for them. It is not for any particular celebrity. It's an intention for our readers to check out our recently revamped and all-new Beauty and Style podcast called Glam Squad Confidential. And hosted by me, and of course, co-hosted by the illustrious and beauty junkie, <laughs> Travis Cronin.
0: Oh, Please it. listen,
1: guys. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. It's everywhere you get your podcasts.
0: Yeah. Learn a lot about beauty. Now's the time to get hot when well, no one can see you. Sarah Huron, um, why don't you tell us who your intention is for this week?
2: Yeah, shockingly, I'm not on the beauty podcast. I don't know what <laughs> happened there. I was on one episode of the old one because there was a YouTuber. It was kind of a thrill. Um, anyway, my expertise, The Bachelor, as we all know. And go listen to us Weekly it's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Don't sleep on that. Um, but if you follow Bachelor Nation, you know that we have a lot going on right now. Um, the front runner on Matt's season. Rachel, not to be confused with Rachel Lindsay, who also comes into play here, Rachel from season 25 has been accused of liking racist Instagram posts. And there are photos of her at a frat sorority formal in 2018 at the University of Georgia at a plantation themed, old South themed party. Um, Chris Harrison went on extra to talk to Rachel Lindsay, season 13 Bachelorette, first black bachelorette ever, about this scandal. And Chris Harrison has been accused of downplaying the incident and gaslighting Rachel Lindsay. And a lot of people are very upset with his use of the term, quote, woke police oh. um, that he used repeatedly. Chris Harrison has since apologized and admitted that he spoke in a way that perpetuated racism, but we still have not heard from Rachel Kirk Connell, who is the contestant on math season. She got the first, I love you on the season. All signs are pointing towards her winning. If they're putting in this much effort to kind of defend her, the show or Chris Harrison. Um, And I would like Rachel to speak out. Um, I encourage everyone to go watch the interview with Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay for yourself. It's 13 minutes and the whole thing is, quite maddening and frustrating and confusing, um, in my opinion, but I think that it's time for Rachel who's still on the season to say something. I don't know if they're waiting for the finale, if she wins, but I think that's a mistake. Um, you know, if her and Matt are together, I'm going to put on a United front. That's, that's one thing we'll find out, but I think she needs to speak sooner rather than later because it's kind of getting out of hand.
0: Oh, God, I hope Matt James doesn't pick, like, a leader of the Confederate Army as his betrothed. That would be really, really strange and awkward.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. It's certainly a weird, tricky, sad, sad time right now as this season, which I've been enjoying, is now, you know, taking a turn.
0: Oh, well, we could, could have seen it coming because it is the Bachelor franchise. Well, my intention is for someone we all know and sometimes love, Miss Sarah Huron. My hope Excuse is that me? She- Oh, yep, it is for you. Glad you know You're her.
1: Especially a celebrity baby girl, Sarah Huron.
0: <laughs> My hopes is that celebrity baby girl Sarah Huron will fulfill the utmost in ship womanship by buying the new machine gun Kelly sweatshirts featuring a picture of him and Megan Fox kissing. What? I think she, yes, I, he released a new sweatshirt that's him and Megan Fox kissing, making out as like. Merch in his store, and my intention is that Sarah Huron buys and wears it every single day.
2: Why can't your intention be for Michigan and Kelly to send me that so I don't have to spend my hard earned money on this?
0: Sweatshirt. i thought it would hit different if you actually financially supported and your shipmanship would be true but i mean i guess you could have it sent to you i'll change that the ticket is sent to her for free because apparently she can't afford the 35 dollars for this sweatshirt
2: you know what i did win a lot of money betting on the super bowl that's a whole nother story um i will tell you that i will look into it
0: okay great Prefer. that's all my intention needs to well let us get into the news Guys, you drive me crazy. I just can't leave. I'm so overprotected. I'm not naive. Crazy, but it will feel all right when I can make the decision to go out at night. We are of course- That was beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. I'll stand for snaps. We are, of course, talking about the free Britney movement, which I will say more friends have reached out to me asking for information about this than any story in the last couple of years. People want to know what's happening and we are going to tell you. Well, the free Britney documentary by the New York Times premiered on Hulu last week and showed us, well, we all wanted a piece of her and it was toxic. The pop star's dad, Jamie Spears, has acted as Britney Spears's conservator since 2008 and has recently become co-conservator of her finances. This means Britney was deemed and still is deemed too mentally fragile to make any decisions in her life, career, and financial decisions. So basically Jamie Spears just wants all of her money. This is what Hulu told us, and wants to control every aspect of her life. On Tuesday, Britney Spears' current boyfriend, Sam Aghazari, used his Instagram to speak out about Britney Spears' father, writing, Now it's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles in our way. In my opinion, he said, Jamie is a total dick. I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom. Of course, Sam has immigrated here from Iran. The doc also villainized Justin Timberlake for how he handled the fallout of their 2002 breakup. He was heard on a radio station saying that he did take her virginity and laughing about it, that they engaged in oral sex, and then he went to demonize her in magazine interviews. And the news of their breakup came. right before Justin's solo career and it's a little strange that his first single, Like I Love You, debuted at number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100 which is not that good from a guy coming from NSYNC when they were number one on the charts forever and then all these magazine interviews, villainizing Britney Spears started to come out that Justin was feeding into. He spoke to us, he spoke to Details and Rolling Stone shading Britney, blaming her solely for the breakup and leaving her with a tarnished image and he took the image of so Scorned and sexy man. So that's really what's going on. There is a new court date set for this week where britney will try to gain control of her own life over jamie spears and tons of celebrities have come out valerie bertinelli casey musgraves miley cyrus andy cohen you know the list goes on and on and on but this story is so wild i'm getting flashbacks from 2006 2007 where all we're talking about is britney sarah huron what are your thoughts on all of this
2: okay well of course i watched the doc i was I, I cried. I have been feeling so many things. I have so many takeaways. The first one being I have said I didn't like Justin Timberlake for over a decade yes. now. So I would just like the record to show that I was always on the right side of history there. Um, I mean, I learned so much about the conservatorship, things that I probably should. I kind of understood, but hearing the lawyers lay it out, um, the fact that Brittany never was allowed to retain her own lawyer, even when the lawyer she met with, who was in the doc originally back in 2007, said she was capable and the judge wouldn't let her pick her own lawyer. She still has the same court appointed lawyer that she was given all those years ago. I loved hearing from all the Free Britney activists who have been on the front lines. It was so interesting. Um, And, you know, I learned a lot about myself and the media and how, you know, things were portrayed back then and how mental health just wasn't a conversation that we were having and how different things would be if something like this happened now. It kind of reminded me it's different, but like of Demi Lovato and some of the stuff she went through in the last couple of years people aren't like making her the punchline of things. It's much more like trying to figure out what is bipolar disorder? What does this mean? Praying for Demi um, and, and and sympathizing with her versus villainizing her. Um, and I think Britney is just an icon and a queen. I'm so happy I got to see her in Vegas. And at the end of the day, like if you look at everything she's accomplished since 2008, there's no denying that she's still been working hard nonstop. So if someone can perform countless shows and record albums, how are they not deemed fit to do anything, make their own decisions about anything. It makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, she can go make money for all of them, but she can't make any of the decisions. Doesn't quite line up. Gwen, what were your takeaways from any of this insane news coming out?
1: I mean, the whole thing just makes me really sad because, you know, the people who should be protecting Britney are the ones who have made her an insane mess all these years. And they're totally... I mean, what a horrible thing that her father is basically using her, you know, free Britney. I'm totally for freeing
0: Britney. And I mean, Britney Spears fans, like I have been so dedicated since I was like 11 years old, know that Jamie was sort of a used car salesman guy. That really? sort of had Aaron trying to jump in there, and just even in her MTV documentary in 2010, he just seemed shady and there for all of the wrong reasons. And I'm glad that this is finally picking up steam. The free Britney movement sort of blew up a little bit last year and there was a little bit of attention to it in like the Britney army. But now with all of this public support, public outcry, I really think that soon and hopefully next week on our podcast, we will be saying Britney is finally free. So fingers crossed for that.
1: Yeah, can I manifest it? We manifest everything else on this podcast. Absolutely,
2: all all the witchy vibes into Brittany. She did post like a tweet saying everyone has their own interpretation of the story. She's enjoying being quote unquote normal, trying to figure out what normal is. Um, And I thought something that was also really interesting in the doc was calling attention to the August court documents that said Britney thanks her fans for their informed support, which was Britney, you know, acknowledging the fact that she's happy that people were speaking out on her behalf. And I just like,
0: Jamie, go away. Go away, Jamie. And, you know, her social media star said that we shouldn't look too much into her social media for hidden clues. You know, she's wearing yellow. It doesn't mean she's trapped. She's not doing the hand sign for someone that's kidnapped. But I do think that we can read into some of her Instagram posts as sort of thanking the army for supporting her, thanking all the Free Britney supporters. And I think we can read a little bit into it like that. I don't think she's being held against her will in the common sense, but in a bigger sense. It just seems like old white men trying to grab all of her money and keep her down because the world saw her as such a sensitive, fragile woman who could no longer take all of this. But let's manifest it. We're going to put it out there, Brittany. Hopefully we'll be free next week. There is a very distinct possibility of that. So prayers for Brittany, sometimes. I don't have a good joke for that. Just good luck, Brittany. Okay, let's go on to a huge scandal this week that is on everyone's lips. She painted these happy little trees and these happy little little hills. How very (laughs) dare you? Kim Kardashian is full mama bear trying to save her daughter's artistic reputation. Sarah, tell us why Northwest painted this. You guys, I think I started this. You did. Us Weekly
2: was the first outlet to write about Northwest painting after I pitched the story and put it on my Instagram and, you know, made a little joke because I said North Seven painted this the same way I performed at the Super Bowl. And I thought that was lighthearted. Um, and, you know, other outlets picked it up and it kind of spiraled into Kim being very offended that people were questioning Northwest's artistic ability. To say the least, she was pissed. She wrote, quote, in capital letters, this was very Kanye. Don't play with me when it comes to my child, my children. My daughter and her best friend have been taking a serious oil painting class where their talents and creativity are being encouraged and nurtured. North worked incredibly hard on her painting, which took several <laughs> weeks to complete. As a proud mom, I wanted to share her work with everyone. How dare you see children doing awesome things and then try to accuse them of not being awesome? Please stop embarrassing yourselves with the negativity and allow every child to be great. Northwest painted that, period, A, B, C, G, E, F, G.
0: It's fantastic. I love this news story. And I don't know if any of you have done a Bob Ross like painting you know class do along but it's the paintings are amazing i'm not trying to take away from him but they're sort of like easy to get right if you follow all the steps like it's not <laughs> it's not rocket science so are painting. you saying northwest painting
2: oil painting class
0: I am absolutely saying saying that if you follow like a Bob Ross video, that a seven-year-old could absolutely create that masterpiece. I think it's way better than most seven-year-olds. Give it up to North. Can't wait to see her art being auctioned off for millions of dollars because that's the country we live in soon. But I absolutely think Northwest painted this.
2: Wow. I don't know if I agree with that, but
0: I don't want to get attacked. Oh, so you think that she has faked this and like bought a gorgeous oil painting?
2: No, I don't think that. I think maybe, you know, this art, because this art teacher's like daughter also spoke out on TikTok. Like the fact that everything happens on TikTok now, there's like press conferences on TikTok (laughs) with the art teacher's daughter showing her own version of the painting she did when she was seven. I'm sure Northwest picked up a paintbrush and was involved in the production of this masterpiece. I just don't know if we should be giving Northwest 7 all this the credit for making the painting but maybe I'm just a hater and I'm just jealous because I could never even with the step-by-step thing at 26 paint that
0: Gwen what do you think do you think it's possible that North painted this or do you think this was like her painting teacher sort of stepping in and being like let's move this here just so Kim could see this like gorgeous finish thing
1: you know I think that I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that I think that North painted that painting. You guys are just thinking me like the asshole. I think, that, I think that, I think that she definitely got help from a teacher, you know, as, or a handler, or maybe one of the many nannies that are, you know, with her at any given time. Um, as all seven-year-olds do, right. When they're like yeah. painting a painting, it's like, you know, let's not go. she' no, she's no Van Gogh. She's not like up in her room, like painting that in twenty minutes and coming out with a a finished painting. but you know with with a lot of guidance and um you know, enthusiasm, I think she probably painted, you know that with some help.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Well, don't forget to tune in next week when we dive even deeper into this and we will reach out for interviews with the painting teacher, all of it. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I really think she painted it. Kim also posted a Birkin bag that North had painted maybe when she was like four or five.
1: Oh, I remember that Birkin bag. Yeah.
0: And it wasn't like complete slop, but it wasn't like, it showed potential to me.
1: Well, she's oh, Kim. clearly a creative top.
0: She's clearly a creative top. And then Kim shared Kanye's paintings from that age as more evidence. So I hope the evidence keeps pouring in. I love stories like this. Keep them coming.
2: I hope that like Chloe starts sharing like true, is, like really shitty paintings, like as a joke. <laughs> Cause I feel like that's something Chloe would do and be like my daughter painted this and it's like like a like a squiggle
0: yeah or like kylie does like a pencil drawing of one of them she's like here's my addition to the northwest gallery all right let us go to someone who is selling assets that was a selling sunset joke um <laughs> heather ray young got i mean the most questionable tattoo of 2021 gwen flamberg what the hell and tell us why this is wrong
1: I mean, of all the ink to get in the time of Army Hammer, like what was she thinking? Yeah. So basically, on um, Tuesday, earlier this week, she shared a video from tattoo artist Sean Arnold's studio teasing her special Valentine's Day present for her love, who is, you know, Tarek El Musa from flip or flop fame. Anyway, she then revealed the tattoo. And it was a written phrase on her butt. And and it said, yes, sir, Mr. El Moussa. (laughs) Like like, kind of like a little map of spank me here, daddy. I mean, who would do this during the time of like Heather?
2: (laughs) As someone who's watched Selling Sunset, this is not surprising at all, especially the fact that she teased it and that she got this as a present for him.
0: Well, as a why why did it go this far? I mean, tattooing your significant other's name on your butt, we already know is a, just a cause for disaster in celebrity relationships. But yes, sir, Mr. Omusa, Sarah, give I us some insight. Anyone help? Selling
1: Sunset and selling women up the river for like sending us back to like the dark ages. Come on now.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think this was a bold, bold choice. I mean, Heather has been very into being Mrs. El Musso since the one month of her and Tariq dating. That was very evident on season three of Selling Sunset. So am I surprised that she got this tattoo? No. Um, Do I kind of hope they don't make it so she still has to have it? (laughs) Maybe, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get Northwest painted this on me to make amends from what I just said. I don't know.
0: Okay. I don't think any tattoo artist could do what Northwest did after seeing hers. So you're gonna have to get no, Northwest. No, just the
2: phrase Northwest painted this. Oh, okay. <laughs> that In is big
1: block letters, as if you were Kim K shouting it. Yep. So you know Heather A and, and Tarek have only been dating what, like six months, five months, six months, or maybe no, even like a year no. at this point, but engaged like, sure. for like five or six months. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You want to get a little sexy tattoo as a gift for your man? Make it private.
0: I, I agree with Gwen that this is like, really doesn't seem too great for women's rights and therefore their relationship. I am nervous for Heather. Sir, Mrs. whatever your last name is, I apologize. Mrs. Ray Young, ma'am. <laughs> Well, there's another woman who is uh, in a rough spot. Erica Jane, the pretty mess. Her house is a pretty mess. Sarah Huron, tell us about... (laughs) How at like the depths of her despair and the roughest times of her life, her house was also burglarized.
2: Yeah, a lot of questions here continue with Erica and Tom. Speaking of conservatorships, his brother, Robert, was officially granted his temporary contemporary control of his estate and his person. Um, there's a hearing next month that's going to readdress that, see if it needs to be permanent, as Tom is supposedly experienced memory loss and signs of dementia um, amid all his court problems. Um, but Erica moved out of their fifteen million dollar Pasadena home and it was robbed a few days ago. And then a court reporter who has been following the Girardi case very closely. Suggested on Twitter that maybe it wasn't actually a robbery. Yeah. Um, and tweeted, hard to believe, but it just keeps coming. The best way to dissipate personal property from a residence is to have a bur- burglary. I can't wait to see how the property. I can't wait to see the property report. How would memory impaired Tom to already know about a burglary to report? When will these antics be stopped? which prompted, Dor- and then he posted a picture from Erica's Instagram and tried to insinuate that the photo was taken at this Pasadena home around the same time as the, bur- as the robbery. And that made Dorit be the first Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member to step in and defend Erica since this has all gone down and tweeted, I can 100% confirm this was not at the Pasadena home. Please give her a break already. Innocent until proven guilty. This has moved beyond reporting to full-on bullying. And Erica responded, thank you, Dorit kemsley Hart."
0: Well, I don't want to get into bullying her, but did she send one of her team to go grab all of her diamonds and purses? I think we need the itemized report of this burglary because this isn't the first time that I've heard of someone who owes the government or, you know, victims of a plane crash money and goes and grabs all of their diamonds and batons so the government can't seize them. It seems a little shady.
2: It's definitely messy. This whole thing continues to be confusing and messy. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to Real Houses of Beverly Hills coming back, and I really oh, hope we get yeah. some answers. Um, and you know, it's such a housewives thing to start calling someone a bully.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> is, just- and this is such better drama than someone smelling like hospital for the Housewives of Salt Lake City. This is okay. real. Okay, that,
2: that Salt Lake City reunion was fire last night, though.
0: Oh, I can't wait to watch it. I watched the finale. I have not seen the reunion yet. Mary um, came to play. She will read you like a scripture. All right. Well, fire up the grill because Brandy Glanville is serving herself up on a silver platter. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Brandy Glanville tweeted about Army Hammer and said, Dear at Army Hammer, you can have my rib cage, heart emoji how do you just keep getting hotter and hotter hashtag let's bbq now brandy was alerted to this obvious stunt that she pulled and said that she didn't know anything about the allegations being made against army hammer when she tweeted that he could quote have her rib cage she said guys i did not know the extent of what's being alleged against army hammer just hours after she made the initial joke i just read that he was getting divorced and thought he was hot no more headline porn for me i have learned." my lesson
2: so she didn't know what was happening but happened to make a joke about cannibalism that makes sense brandy drinking and tweeting star herself
0: (laughs) yeah she knew about the rib and the cannibalization but she didn't know about i i don't understand what
2: didn't she know
0: yeah what what didn't what didn't you know gwen do you do you think that she did this on purpose do you think that she really is going to get a rib removed for army hammer and fire up that grill hashtag let's bbq
1: I think for quite a long time now, maybe forever, her extreme thirst has made her say things and do things just like this. Of course, she knew all about it, wanted the attention. But you know, like cannibalism, it's a line you just don't want to cross their
2: brand. Come on.
0: Yeah, this is taking a little too far, but I might want to get hashtag Let's BBQ tattooed on my butt too. That's fantastic. We
2: all have a lot of tattoos to get. <laughs>
0: we do. We do. Stop me if you've heard this one. J-Lo and A-Rod walk into a therapist's office. Now, have you, you ever heard this one? And then,
2: no. and then Madison LaCroix turns around it. and says, surprise, bitches.
0: <laughs> That's it. That's the punchline. Sarah, Huron, tell us about J-Lo and A-Rod and what they've been up to in lockdown.
2: Yeah. So, you know, normally this wouldn't be that shocking of information, but everything we know about J-Rod recently has been playing out on Bravo. So Jennifer Lopez was just on the cover of Allure magazine and was talking about quarantine and how it affected her relationship with A-Rod. She said, quote, I miss being creative and running on 150. But Alex, of all people, was like, I love it. I love being at home. I love doing my Zooms. I love knowing the kids are there and that you're there all the time. It has been actually really good. We got to work on ourselves. We did therapy. I think it was really helpful. In our relationship, so couples, you know, going to therapy isn't really shocking. But again, A Rod has been accused of having this FaceTime inappropriate, weird relationship with Madison from Southern Charm. He has yet to still acknowledge it. I think they're just kind of ignoring it. They were at the Super Bowl, living their best lives, not giving Bravo any attention. Um, you know, doing the opposite of what Jay Cutler did when Madison McCoy reached out to him. <laughs> yes. um, and Here's the it-
1: thing, Sarah. You know, J Lo just launched a, a beauty line. I know, I got the
2: notification on Instagram.
1: There cannot be any, like, diversion of what's important right now for J-Lo and A-Rod. It's all about beauty, J-Lo's
2: beauty. Including their wedding, which she said, quote, it was a big deal hitting pause on their plans to wed as they were supposed to get married in Italy, I think. We had been planning for months and months, and it was overseas. Maybe that wasn't the right time. You start thinking of all these things, how this kind of has this perfect divine moment.
0: Oh. Well, the perfect divine moment, I think, was interrupted when J-Lo is going to be on reunion part three of Southern Charm. (laughs) We can hope she's not going to, but God, that should be my intention. I'm going to make that my intention right now. I know.
2: I think the Jay Cutler of it all is a little bit more likely to get Kristen Cavallari or Jay Cutler to show up in Charleston because Kristen just did Craig and Austin's podcast, Pillows and Beer. And said that Madison, she alleged that Madison or implied heavily that Madison was trying to get Jay on the show. Um, As if anyone watched very Cavallari, you would know that Jay, um, I don't think loves the cameras, but he did kind of come (laughs) into his own by the end
0: yeah absolutely he started out hating them and then was just sort of surly and dry and sarcastic on camera and seemed to love it well good luck to j-rod and madison stop breaking up people's marriages <laughs> to quote you know nene Leakes to close your legs to married men <laughs> thank you close your legs to married men <laughs> all right well charisma carpenter has created a stake in her woodworking class to slay the patriarchy. That's right. Charisma Carpenter spoke out against Josh Whedon, who was the mind and director of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's also gone on to do Avengers and Justice League, a bunch of big things. And Carpenter said that Whedon said she was, quote, fat, mocked her religious beliefs and made her shoot late night despite her pregnancy, and then, quote, unceremoniously fired her once she gave birth. Charisma said, back then I felt powerless and alone with no other option, I swallowed the mistreatment and carried on. Charisma said that she spoke out because she had participated in a Warner Media investigation to Whedon's behavior on the set of Justice League that prompt, that was prompted by allegations from actor Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, of abusive behavior by Whedon. And Carpenter said she believed Fisher. Sarah Michelle Gellar spoke out <clears throat> and she says, while I am proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers, I don't want to be forever associated with the name Josh Whedon. And and of course, Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar played Buffy on the show. And uh, a lot of other cast members have spoken out. Sarah Heron, what do you think about these Charisma Carpenter slaying the patriarchy quotes?
2: I mean, I I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a very big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Um, Buffy and Angel forever. Buffy and Angel forever. I'm so five glad we're on five by five. So glad we're on the same page here. No, if you're a team Spike, I don't trust you. But yeah, this makes this makes me really sad. Obviously, you know, this isn't the first time people have said stuff about Joss, so I'm sure there's truth to it. I think charisma. Is very courageous um, to speak about this. She noted that she's still, you know, make trying to make money and make a living for her son, so she needs to be working. Um, and I think it's really interesting. That Sarah Michelle Geller did kind of finally acknowledge this because there, like I said, there's been stuff about Joss for a while. Um, charisma also implied that Joss kind of played favorites and turned people against each other. I would assume Sarah Michelle Geller was likely one of the favorites as the star of the show and the breakout star and the show that launched both of their careers. It just makes me really sad and reminds me of Mark Schwann on Wintry Hill because there are these two creators, these male creators who it doesn't shock me that these white males are, you know, using their taking advantage of people and it's horrible, but they wrote these just beautiful words that used to mean so much to me and these badass (laughs) characters, especially Buffy. And the fact that this comes from the mind of someone who's like Loki, a monster himself just makes me so sad.
0: Me too. Buffy was such a feminist empowerment show. She was such oh. a strong female action warrior for me. And even even every episode, she like fought against misogyny countless times when she was in gym class and, you know, slammed the guy and threw her over. Seems- Angel
2: himself was like a representative of the boyfriend who when you sleep with him, he goes crazy and doesn't leave you anymore. The same way Angelus showed up. Like he, Joss Whedon had this mind to create these incredible characters and storylines for women and then mistreated women. It doesn't make any sense.
0: It doesn't make any sense. He was too close to the subject material, apparently, of Angelus. Uh, well, I hope Chris Carpenter, i.e. Cordelia Chase, will be getting a lot of work from this. I love her. I think she's a fantastic artist. All right, let's talk about Lori Laughlin. We haven't talked about Lori in a while, but she has finished her community service. Uh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Huron, do you remember where she worked? Can you tell the kids what she was doing?
2: Um, I believe she was working with Project Angel Food.
0: Yeah, I forgot to write it down. Um, Yes, she was working with Project Angel Food and also working with disadvantaged kids with learning disabilities, and a source told us that she went above and beyond her hours and found it very rewarding, and these sources really seem to be pointing her in the direction of a comeback already. I
2: I wonder if Olivia Jade has been going with her mother because as... Olivia Jade has posted, I believe, three, two, three YouTube videos now. And at the beginning of all of them in the corner, written very tiny, it says a portion of these videos will be donated to charity of the AdSense money she makes. So I wonder if her and Lori are tag teaming. Maybe we can get a video from Olivia vlogging Lori at um, doing charitable work. i No, you.
0: no, I'd we're definitely going to it. I would too. I would too. Gwen, do you think that this is going to help Lori's comeback? Do you think it's sort of fallen on deaf ears?
1: Uh, You know, I got to tell you, I think that the comeback is not going to be for a little while. I think that she just should lay low, be quiet, let Olivia Jade be the star of the family. And, you know, maya culpa, in a year or two and a couple of Lifetime movies, she'll be back in action.
0: Well, let's hope. I wonder how many community service hours she owes America for (laughs) what she did to get her daughters in when people work really hard to get accepted to college. Well, there's a new interesting pair taking over TikTok. Jojo Siwa has introduced us to her new girlfriend. Her name is Kylie, and their one-month anniversary was this week. Jojo shared the news on Instagram and said, after being my best friend for over a year, I, January 8th, 2021, I got to start calling this exceptional human my girlfriend. And since then, I've been the happiest I've ever been. She seriously is the most loving, supportive, happiest, protective, and just the most beautiful person in in the world and I get to call her mine. Happy one month to my girl. I love you more every day. And she was on a virtual appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She talked about, I have the most amazing, wonderful, perfect, most beautiful girlfriend in the world. And I think the most interesting thing about this relationship, which I love, is they also went to Disneyland wearing fuzzy onesies. And I thought those pictures were so cute. But I mean, talk about gushing. She is gushing over this girl. They are in Nerve, Um, Any thoughts from you guys on Jojo Siwa, you know, coming out and then well, ma- like getting a friend.
1: I think it's really cute and I think it's really sweet and I fully support Jojo coming out. Something that I find a little alarming is how gushy she is after they've only been dating for one month. It's kind of like the TikTok generation love of like so fast and so furious and as we know covering the celebrity world and these fast and furious relationships they tend to burn out just as quickly I also don't really love that she's so vocal about like I have a girlfriend and now I'm the happiest I've ever been I don't think that that is the best message to send to her gajillions of fans you know I mean it's like she should be happy just as happy you know Living her own best life as she is coupled. So I'm a little alarmed by that. But listen, young love is awesome and I hope they enjoy it while they have it.
0: <laughs> I think it's really cute because I've known so many lesbian couples who've turned from best friends to romantic partners. And, you know, lesbians are known to solid up pretty quick. So I think this is sort of. a a good representation of two girls falling in love, like when they're young. I think it's really cute. And I am already over the gushiness a little bit because she uses beautiful, amazing, gorgeous, beautiful human being more than ever. But regardless, I am beyond happy for her. Let's talk about Jennifer Lawrence. She was hurt. (laughs) Um, she was very injured in Boston. She is back to work though after sustaining an eye injury on the set of her new movie, Don't Look Up, Really ironic, the irony is not lost on me, that she was hit with glass uh, near her eye while looking up. She is in Boston. She is co-starring in this movie with Timothée Chalamet and Leonardo DiCaprio. And last Friday, the Oscar-winning actress was hurt after exploding glass hit her face. Um, A source told Page Six, an explosion was set up for a stunt in which glass shatters. It was a stunt in which the glass was supposed to shatter, but it injured her. Um, and also in this movie, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, and Matthew Perry—super A-list cast. But I love that Jennifer Lawrence was hit in the face with exploding glass and is back to work like two days later. Get it?
2: I mean, all I can think about in this movie—did you see the photos of Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet making out? Like full on. Oh my I god! Did. I can't get them out of my head. I don't. I don't know if I can <laughs> see this movie.
0: I I could not get those out of my head. They also reminded me of the Timothy Chalamet making out with Lily Rose Depp on the yacht pictures that were hard to watch. I don't want to shame him and saying that he's the ugliest kisser ever, but he's absolutely the ugliest kisser it's ever. It's a tie
2: between I, him and Matt James if you've been watching the season of The Bachelor.
1: <laughs>
0: well, Matt James is more like staring into everyone else's soul as he makes out open. with people. Eyes open, and Timothy Chalamet, it's just like he's trying to suck the jelly out of a donut. I sort of get the vibe that when he's with these ladies is the picture that I see. All right. Well, we have a new addition to the world. We have a teeny Eugenie who is here. Gwen, tell us who or what is this teeny Eugenie?
1: Well, of course, Princess Eugenie and her husband, Jack Brooksbanks, welcomed a baby boy this week. The royal family released a statement, and I love the way that they talk about when people had babies, Travis. It's like totally Bridgerton. They released a statement that said, Her Royal Highness, Princess Eugenie, was safely delivered of a son today, 9th February 2021, at 0855 hours at the Portland Hospital. Jack Brooks Banks was present. So, of course, the Portland hospital is also where Kate Middleton has had her babies. And um, Eugenie and Jack posted an Instagram photo where they didn't show Jack's – not Jack. Not Jack. Eugenie and Jack posted a photo where they were holding their baby boy's hands. And, of course, the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh, the Duke of York, also known as creepy Prince Andrew, Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, who is Eugenie's mother, and all of the royal family – are aware of the new member
0: lovely and the world is a better place featuring i can't say this enough a teeny eugenie
2: yes you know i stan eugenie and beatrice i i just i I love them because they get to be princesses without actually having to do anything
0: god bless them both i love them too (laughs) do you guys know what time it is what time? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. All right. We have three lineups this week. Gwen Flamberg, the first is to you. Mm. Uh, we have John Travolta, who's 66 this week, versus The Weekend, who is 30 this week.
1: Oh my God. You know, the weekend is so depressed from all of the negative reviews of his Super Bowl performance that I think he's just going to cower in a corner wearing his bandage over his face. And John Travolta is just going to knock him right out.
0: Oh, I think so too. Yeah, the poor the poor the weekend. I was reading today that he spent seven million dollars of his own money on that Super Bowl performance, and all of the dancers were volunteers. So it wasn't even paying those dancers. Did not really pay off. All right. Ding ding ding. Our second match goes to baby girl Sarah Huron. We have Paris Hilton, who is 40 years old this week, versus Vanna White, who is 63 this week.
2: Wow, that's such interesting. an interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. Diana White for how she's made this career of doing nothing. But we as we've learned this year, Paris has been through it, and she is going to take her down.
1: Oh, I would God. think that Vanna would kill her with a vowel, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> She'll
0: just throw an O. <laughs> All right. Well, Paris Hilton's the winner. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, the third round is up to you. We have Megan the Stallion, who turns 25 this week, versus Denise Richards, who is 49.
1: I mean, this is a really, really tough one because, you know, Denise Richard, she has been through so much in her life, so many ups and downs. She was married to Charlie Sheen, for God's sakes. She definitely is one of the strongest humans on the planet. But I'm sorry, nobody could stand up and take out Megan the Stallion. Hot girl Meg, she's going to take her right out with one (laughs) kick of her thigh-high boot,
0: well, happy quarter of a century and winning to you, Megan the Stallion. Sarah Huron, we have a three-way. Actually, John Travolta is gonna be the referee here. And we have Paris Hilton, 40 years old versus Megan the Stallion, 25.
2: Ooh. Uh Paris, guys. If you watch Paris' documentary, you know she is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm standing by that.
0: <laughs> well, happy 40th birthday, Paris Hilton. Forty, and, wow. Yeah, 40 years old this week. Really, you know, aging to all of us who remembered her when she was like 19. Thanks to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of the piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin, Hot Hollywood, your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. Don't forget to like and subscribe and come back next week when we unveil more of these stories that we are obsessed with. And go to usmagazine.com all week if you want to check in before then. Thanks, guys.